Hey everyone, thank you for joining me today as we continue to make our way through the strange paradiso. Um, I want to first share with you something that has actually been happening to me recently. I have been having these very, I mean, very vivid dreams. Um, I have thought before that it's because when sometimes, not all the time, but um, at certain times when I'm sleeping, my mind is wandering and going other places. Well, I know that these are actually more than dreams. I know that I'm probably either going places um, like in our realm or somehow I am crossing into other realms, okay, into other universes and so on. Because uh, one of the places that uh, I was in, this is two nights ago, I was in this place and for whatever reason, it was familiar to me while I was in this state, all right, while I was in this dream state or whatever it was. And it was uh, in a neighborhood, it was someone's house. It was nighttime. I was wearing my jammies and my slippers and stuff like that. And I went into this house and no one was really paying too much attention to me until one of the people, they were all like sitting in their living room watching TV, okay? Until one of the women, like the, the mother or whoever she was, looked at me and I did not know what to say because I really, at that moment, did not know why I was there, how I just found myself there. So I said, um, is your mom here? <laughs> like, like I wanted to see her mother. And I don't recall what she said because it's the, um, kind of in bits and pieces, you know, the things that I remember from this. I don't recall what she said, but I believe she said yes and that I did go to see her mother in the next room or whatever it was, all right? The whole thing is very strange. So anyways, after I was done with my visit and I was leaving the house, I had the distinct feeling that these people did not like me. And it's difficult to explain because the whole thing was familiar to me, even though right now I can tell you that I have never been to a place that looks like this before in my life, nor do I recall any of these people. But I just, they gave me this feeling that they did not like me. So I walked out to my car and this house that I came out of, it was on a cul-de-sac. So I go to get in my car and as I go to the driver's side, there was like this comforter that was kind of like shredded up. It was in the gutter right next to my car. And I guess at some point I had given them this comforter and I started like picking it up and I said out loud, why do these people hate me so much? And the feeling that I had come over me was like this. It wasn't a feeling of dread, but it was a feeling that you, you know that people, more than one, because the energy was very strong, the negative energy, okay? You know that 
these people really dislike you immensely, okay? It was a hatred. So the next thing I know, there are two kids in my car. And I started getting that comforter up and stuffing it into like the floorboard of the back seat behind the driver. And the one girl sitting in the passenger seat was looking at me like, why are you taking that with, with you? And I said, I'm not going to leave this here for them to come and say something to me or whatever. But they put it there and just kind of tore it up to let me know that they disliked me and they did not want anything from me and that I was not welcome there. So I couldn't understand this whole vision or whatever it was. It's almost like, because we talk about parallel universes and things and how there are different versions of ourselves in these universes. So the only thing I could think of upon waking up was that whoever, okay, that different version is of me, who may be in another universe or another realm, while these people obviously do not like me. But it was a very strong emotion that these people were emanating, I'm telling you guys. And so I just went ahead and put that in my car, and then I guess I drove off. But when I woke up, I was just thinking, you know, I've been having an awfully lot of these types of, um, I'm just going to call it a vision, um, a lot of these types of visions recently, not where everybody hates me. This is the only one that I've ever had where people hate me and I knew it and I could feel it. And it was very uncomfortable when I found myself in their living room asking, um, can I, is your mother here? You know, it, I was very uncomfortable. So I believe that one of the reasons for this is because for whatever reason, these things usually will start happening in the fall. But I remember like last year, we were talking about this and how it's happening sooner and sooner, earlier in the year, during seasons where these things, I mean, they've always gone on. This has always happened to individuals, but it's actually happening earlier in the season now. Even though spring and the time that we're in right now is another very occultic season. This actually is still happening sooner than it used to in years past. So I, what we're getting is as these realms collide with ours, that's where we're getting this. That This is my personal belief, okay? And many other people are reporting similar things. I mean, they're, they're reporting things like, you know, they're traveling, like astral tra traveling in, into places that they've never been before. They never knew existed. They're meeting with people and they remember names. They're getting people's names and so on. I mean, this isn't far-fetched. We remember the story about the people in the dreams and they actually made a um, decision to meet up somewhere and they actually met. These people actually met and now they're best friends and things like this. So I believe that not always, but 
many times, a lot of the people who we meet in, in these travels, in these dream states, actually exist. Maybe here, maybe in other realms. But I believe that it is a probability, okay? Because of just with my experiences, that some of these people actually do exist. They're actually living people. So, anyways, last night when I was um, getting ready to go to sleep, I was, I was like determined, okay? So, it seemed that in that one visit, you know, when I was at those people's houses, I was very docile for some reason. Well, I was uncomfortable. I didn't, it was almost like, how did I get here? So, I'm just going to try to, you know, fake my way through it. But, um, I made a decision, a conscious decision last night before I went to bed that if I ended up in a, in a place like that where people were, you know, they didn't like me or whatever, and they were going to do mean things to me like that, like tear up that comforter and put it out there by my car and stuff like that so that I would get the message that they really didn't like me and I wasn't welcome back and all this stuff. Well, I was going to go ahead and, you know, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Now I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to start kicking some ass, okay? <laughs> so I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to start whipping some ass. <laughs> so I didn't have another, um, <laughs> I didn't have another encounter like that last night. But I'm going to tell you that for one thing, <laughs> I don't think that we can make that choice when we are in these types of scenarios, you know, in these visits or dreams, whatever they are. Whatever happens at that time, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to try it. If it happens to me again, I'm going to try to change and just, you know, I'm not going to take that crap anymore. So I will let you know if I am able to do something like that. If I have another uh, scenario where I run into like hateful people because what I could picture doing actually is getting that comforter, okay, and walking up to their yard and telling them something like, if you don't want this or if you don't like me, well, then just Say so, you bunch of, you know, this and that. Yeah, I would have said that, you bunch of bitches. You know, come on. I have to rip it up and put it by my car in the, at the curb, like in the gutter. Well, what kind of crap is that? But also I understand, I realize that all in all, this could have just been a regular dream. Even though I just don't feel that it was a regular dream. Too many strange things are swirling around right now, guys, and too many strange things are going on. And um, I know I've said this many times, but I believe that it's going to intensify. These things aren't going to go away. They're actually going to become where more and more people are going to have experiences and encounters. People who have never paid attention to the paranormal or anything like that. People who may have just scoffed at us when we talk about things or mention things about uh, paranormal or 
spooky, anything like that. Oh, you guys, just a bunch of crazy. You need to stop watching sci-fi channel or whatever. You know, well, even those people, I believe, like not all of them, but many of them are going to have experiences as we go forward. Because once again, these things aren't going to go away. They're just going to happen more and more. All right. So um, let's continue on our walk now. Okay, so there is a family. And um, the youngest daughter, okay, she was talking about um, her family when she was, she was growing up. She was a kid while her older sister and some of her friends had a sleepover and they were playing with the spirit board. So she said that they were very intrigued by this. This girl's name is Roberta, okay? And Roberta and the sister who was closest in age to her were like snooping around, you know, and they were like, hey, um, we're going to go use that board, you know, one of these days. We're going to go and, and uh, get into my, my sister's room. We're going to go get that board. We're going to play with it. We're going to use it because they were just, you know, nosing around and watching, you know, and how they use that uh, spirit board and stuff. So anyways, after they used that board, strange occurrences started happening in the house. Now, it didn't happen, she said, right away. But that wasn't the only time that her older sister and her friends would use that board. They would use that board sometimes when they went home from school and before the parents got home from work. And so on. Of course, they were using it for things like, does Andy love me, you know, and am I going to get married, you know, and they were doing that kind of stuff. But apparently, at some point, this thing started communicating with these girls and started saying things that were um, not, well, it was starting to become a little aggressive, okay? with what it was saying to these girls. So even though that was happening, the younger sister, and along with Roberta, was like, yeah, we're going to go and use that. So at one point, when the sister, older sister wasn't home, they went to go and use that board. And she said that that uh, little thing that you put your fingers right above, that the thing flew off the board. It flew off the board and hit the, one of the walls in the room. So they were scared just by that happening. And so they jumped up and they were like huddled together. Finally, nothing else happened. They went and they picked it up and they put it back on the board. And then they were like, well, should we try this again? Okay. They started saying, well, you did that. You made it fly off. You did that. They started blaming each other. But she said, I didn't do it. And I know that my sister didn't do it either. So they started playing with these things. They put it away, put it back under the bed where it was. And then things little by little, started happening in her house. And she said that the first thing that started happening was 
they would hear people like out in their yard. She said on most nights, there were people, we could hear voices out in our yard and it sounded like they were speaking in another language. Even the mother heard it, but they were, they would like turn on the light and there was nobody back there. But then their dog would be scared. Their dog would put its tail between his legs and go running off to go hide. So the mother started becoming suspicious. And then the first thing she said was, could this be some of your friends? Okay, to the older sister. The older sister said no, but she had a look on her face that maybe she knew what was happening. But that's not the only thing, okay, that was happening. There were things being rearranged. There were um, voices in the house calling different family members' names and so on. Until one day, the older sister came forward and told the mother that they had played with the Ouija board. The mom said, where did you guys get a Ouija board? Well, they all pitched in and they went and bought it. Well, who's, at whose house is this thing in? She said, it's here in our house. So the mom just about had a fit. So Roberta says her mom made the sister give her the board and she took it right outside and she was putting it on like a wood pile, right, to burn this thing. Well, so many weeks later, when they were doing their spring cleaning or whatever it was, they found that Ouija board back underneath the bed, in the box and all. Not just the board. The board was in the box, just like it was before. So the mom's like, I, th- I destroyed this thing. How is it back here? So then, you know, here we go. Did you get another one? Did you and your friends, you know, start playing with this again and la, la, la. So now there's a little bit of turmoil going on. So the dad gets that board. Okay, the mom and dad get that board. They take it outside. They saw it in half, whatever it was. They put it on the pile. They set it on fire. Okay, it's done. We're done here with this. It's destroyed. Well, not so fast, guys, because the darn thing came back. And when it came back, more and more things started happening in their house. Now the voices got louder. It sounded like someone was pounding like on the walls and that somebody was walking up like inside the ceiling. The house was a single story house. So it sounded like there were big heavy footprints or footsteps like in the ceiling. Like if they had a a walking attic up there, which they did not. It just got worse. I mean, it got to the point where nobody wanted to be there alone, ever. Things were written, like in the, on the mirror, you know, when people were taking a shower. People were being like, slapped and smacked around and stuff like that. People were being scratched, all of the family members. Now, they finally had to get somebody in to find out what was happening and 
Why it was happening? Because they destroyed the board. I don't know how many of you feel about this, okay? But there are some. And this person who went to their house to um, clear it or whatever it is that they were doing said that you should never destroy that thing because whatever it is that is inhabiting that will be looking for another place to reside. So as long as that board is kept in one piece and is not destroyed, these things won't happen. I mean, they could have maybe tossed it, thrown it away, and this thing wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have escalated to the point that it did. Now, I do not know about that because there's... I mean, there may be some truth in that. But there's also the fact that by bringing this in and by an open communication, you have invited this and you have given it a legal right to be there. So I really don't know. Would it have maybe have been lesser with the things that went on there afterwards maybe have not been as bad as they became if they would have just tossed that board? Because you're still going to have to deal with whatever you invited in. So see, there are different people have different beliefs. My own personal thought is that, okay, it's like both of those things. Okay, I understand that concept, but by inviting it in, I mean, once again, it's like letting someone in your house. You've given these people a right to be there. It's the same thing. Just maybe it would have been to a lesser degree. I mean, I don't know. It's up to you to um, think about or read about, study about, or maybe you just all automatically know, you know, you have done some research into this. And what do you think about this? Because I feel that it could actually be both of these things. Okay. So um, this is a little bit of theory because this really cannot be proven. I know that there are people in certain um, agencies and what have you who know about this and who could um, tell tell us the truth about it, but they're probably sworn to uh, secrecy. They cannot talk about it. So this is about Antarctica, okay? And I know I touched about on this a little bit, not too long ago, but when we were talking about Admiral Byrd and the things that he experienced when he went to Antarctica and this and that. Okay, well, it's, it's like this. If we cannot prove it, if this cannot be vetted, if um, there's no one who's willing to come forward and actually tell us about it, and I do understand that because it's probably like they've made some kind of oath and if they were to let any of this information out, they could 
maybe be removed from our realm, okay? So it's said, it is said that there have been portals opened up in Antarctica where certain entities are coming in and out of, including alien beings, okay? And that some of the, um, let's see, the elected class, some of the political class and certain um, people like this. I mean, not just your average everyday city council member, but like as you go higher in the echelon, okay, that they actually take trips there, I guess, to um, communicate with these things and maybe to even um, work for whatever these entities are that have come through, okay? And that is why there is so much chaos and just the, the way that the, not only this country, but many of the countries are going, the direction that they are going in is all leading towards pretty much, it seems to be self-destruction, is because these things are obviously not good, okay? These things are obviously evil. I mean, when you start talking about things like war, chaos, destruction, dissension within the country, and all this stuff that we see happening right now, these things are probably, I would think, they are um, demonic. Now, once again, this can't be proven no one's going to come forward and say, oh, yeah, we go there and we communicate with this and that. So it's theory. But if you would do a little bit, I mean, if this interests you at all, if you would maybe do a little bit of digging around, which doesn't take much, guys, because not too long ago, there were... Some people in the political field from this country who went there uh, maybe a year ago, maybe a little less than a year ago, and it's not difficult to find. So it's like, what in the world are they going to Antarctica for, okay? Where you can't even fly a commercial liner over Antarctica. You have to take the long way around and you, you cannot go there. So, once again, it's only theory because it can't be proven at all. I mean, at all. Nothing. We don't hear about this stuff anywhere except for on some alternative news sites as well as maybe some paranormal sites and um, people who talk about mysteries and things like this. But little by little, it's like... Little tidbits of this information just seems to be coming out because I've noticed it. That's why I brought it up again. Now, the whole portal thing, yeah, I believe that. I believe that there are many that have been opened up and that have been opened up, yes, all over, not only the United States, but um, all over the place. Even, I believe, in the waters, like 
in the oceans, in the seas. Yes. But what is it for? I mean, why? Why would someone actually want to open a portal and leave it open? Why? We have to look at who would benefit from doing something like that. First of all, it's, um, yeah, this thing is really, really interesting to me. I'm going to look into this and read up about more of this. The reason also, another reason that I brought this up is because I just heard somebody who is very credible earlier today speaking about this, about portals being opened up in Antarctica. So I'm, it just kind of piqued my interest and I want to um, look into a little more of that and also you guys. See, I just want to know what you think about this. And if you're interested in it, if you want to hear more about this, okay? Okay, and um, it seems that people are beginning to see the clowns again. So it's like the clowns are making a comeback. The clowns are returning. You know that we've had a lot of wild weather here in Southern California. We even had a tornado in Montebello a couple of days ago, an actual tornado. And because we don't live in a tornado area where there are twisters and stuff like that, we are not geared towards wind probably over who knows like how much we can take here. How many miles an hour wind? 70 miles an hour, can we take that here? Maybe not because that's not what we do here. You know, we do earthquakes. We don't do twisters and stuff like that. So, so much wild weather has been going on. It's still raining. I guess we got a couple of days break today. And um, snow, okay? It's still cold. Even though I know spring can be iffy. It doesn't mean that just because it's spring, it's going to be sunny and 78 degrees. I know that. But um, I've never seen weather like this here in Southern California before, ever. I've never seen so much rain. We usually get like a couple weeks here and there, you know, the rain, you get a couple days of break and this and that, but we've just had like a lot of rain, not typical to Southern California. So in the middle of all of this stuff, okay, in the middle of all of this strange uh, weather, because it is strange to me, because I've never seen anything like this here, people have seen clowns. And one of them actually saw a clown in the San Bernardino Mountains in all of this snow. Yes. So I guess this happened about three weeks ago. And the person who reported this was actually there working. This is not a person who lives up there. This was a person who was there working because of all the snow and all the damage and stuff like that. And so he was up there working. It was early in the morning, probably about six. I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty early. And everybody was just starting to get there to start doing whatever it was that they had to do. 
And he said, you know, it was really cold out there. I mean, yeah, it's snowing. And he says, in between the trees, and the snow was very deep. In between the trees, like in the foresty part of this place where they were at, he saw a clown just strolling. And he said, it looked like that old-fashioned Ronald McDonald clown, the way Ronald McDonald used to dress. And he got out of his vehicle and walked as far as he could, you know, right there where he could see, get a better glimpse of the tree line. And he said, it was Ronald McDonald, and he wasn't walking fast. He was just strolling. Then what this thing did was it turned around and looked at him and put its back leg up, you know, like you bend your leg by the knee, you bend it backwards, like strike a little pose. It did that. Then it slowly turned back around and walked on off. It didn't speak. It didn't laugh. It didn't say anything. It just walked on off. It actually strolled on off. There was another report. Someone who was actually coming home from work in the evening there was no one on the streets. It was pounding rain. There was a part of the road that you couldn't drive through because it was flooded. And right there on the side of that area, because he said he had to turn his car around. Oh, can't go forward because that place that typically floods, well, now it's really flooded. So he had to kind of like go veer off to the side because he had to make a U-turn. And he said, you might not believe this, but there was a clown standing right there on the side of where that, where that water was pulled up, just standing there. It wasn't wearing a jacket. It wasn't wearing any, anything like, you know, to keep the rain off of it. No umbrella, no nothing. It was a clown and it was just standing there didn't move, but just, you know, to like step out a little bit into the water. So as he made his U-turn, this thing just stepped out to the side a little bit and watched him. And he said he got the strangest feeling. And he, as he drove off, he looked in his rearview mirror and that thing had stepped back to the side of the road. It was no longer like into the water, but it was still out there. What are these things? I mean, there's some kind of, um, there, I don't know. I do not believe that they are actual people dressed up like clowns. Of course not. But what are they? They are something, I believe, I'm going to answer my own question, that manifests as a clown 
But what if, what if you had someone out there who really didn't care, who was like, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to grab that clown. Because I've had it now. Every once in a while, you know, you get somebody like that. Or I'm going to go and lasso that, lasso that clown and yank it up here. What would happen? What? I mean, we would find out at that time, like if this was really a person, just maybe a crazy loon, or if this was actually something manifesting as a clown. Now, what would it turn into? It's just like the strangest thing. And it's almost like it's happening in this type of weather, in inclement weather, just to let you know that, well, for one thing, it adds to the creep factor for those who don't like clowns, but also it lets the majority of people know that it can't be a person. I mean, no one would be able to be out there wearing that kind of clothing, walking around in the snow, and there were no other vehicles around there. It's not like that. there was a van parked out there anywhere that that clown could get into up in the mountains and drive away. There was no other vehicle out there, not even an ATV. I mean, nothing. And the person who reported that, the person who saw that up in the mountains is very, very credible. The person who saw that clown by the pool of water is very credible. So I don't know, man. These things, it's just letting me know that this fall coming up on October, it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild weasel. I got one more thing for you guys, okay? Now this is theory. I mean, this is real theory, okay? So we've been talking about um, weather manipulation, and um, I played the clip of Lyndon Johnson from back in 1964 with his speech talking about weather control and um, things like this. If you haven't heard this, I believe it was maybe three shows ago. But anyways, you can find it on YouTube. Lyndon Johnson, who was a president after they murdered John Kennedy, he had a speech that he made, and he talks about controlling the weather. And he says, and he who controls the weather controls the world. So, I mean, everybody, not everybody, but many people say that um, they have actually been able to do this weather manipulation slash control since uh, World War II, since that era. Okay, so this is not new technology. So anyways, being that we have been talking about this off and on, one of my friends actually um, contacted me earlier this week, and she was saying that um, she doesn't believe, at first she did, She's like, I thought that this was all because of uh, weather manipulation, maybe scalar wave, maybe um, harp, which both are actually old technologies, but they're still used anyways. She said, um, but now she heard that this wild weather that we're having is actually creating atmospheric rivers, which are like 
rivers up in the sky, you know, and that's what's causing all this rain. She said that the meltdown 12 years ago at uh, Fukushima Daiichi is still, well, we know this, it is still leaking on the ocean floor and the rods are still very, very hot. So what's happening is because those rods are so hot, it's creating like a steam. So the steam goes up and it creates clouds and it also, I guess, like um, maybe gets in to some of the regular clouds and you got all this water, you know, because steam is water. So as it travels, it's picked up by the jet stream and the natural current is bringing it here. And that is why we've got all this rain and all this snow. She's also said that because now we're dealing with radiation, because of where this originates from, once the snow starts melting, it's going to pose a very big problem as far as radiation. Well, that would mean also that so would the rain that we've been getting, okay? I mean, we have to think about this. Now, I personally do not know. I have to ask myself about that particular theory. Okay, I understand the how that would work. I get it. The hot rods, the ocean, the steam, the clouds, the jets jet stream. Yeah, I understand that. But why did it take so long? That meltdown occurred in like 2011. Why would it take 12 years to all of a sudden, you know, make this occur? And just so happens in the winter, you know, my personal thought, and I'm not a scientist, I could be full of it, guys, but okay, it took 12 years. It happened in the winter, which, you know, is usually a rainy season for most places. Just because we don't typically get a lot of rain doesn't make it impossible, okay? So I just, I don't know. I'm kind of like on the fence about this. In my own personal opinion, if this would have happened, say, July or August, okay, I might be thinking, yeah, that sounds like you're probably right. But I don't know. I, I have to know. I'm, I have to say... While it is possible, okay, I don't believe that that's what's happening. Once again, I could be wrong. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a meteorologist. I'm not anything like that. It just seems that the whole thing, the timing is off. If I was going to say it was anything but organic, I would say that it is just because of manipulation. And also, you can only do things for so long before you're going to have a backlash, okay? 
For example, you can only turn the faucet, like kink that hose for so long before that water's going to come from, it's going to go somewhere. It's going to burst. It's going to burst a pipe somewhere, but you can't stop it forever. So it's like wherever, say, if they were going to do a controlled drought, okay? They were going to make this, this drought happen. It can only last for so long. You have to direct the water somewhere else. So you're turning off that faucet. But one of these days, after so long, the water is going to come out. It's going to like create a big backlash. And so if anything, I would believe that that is maybe what happened. There are some who say, oh, well, all that snow up in the mountains, you know, it only snows at this degree and blah, 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 and it never got that cold. There is also that. If it's not cold enough to freeze, how is it cold enough to snow? I mean, we've got a lot going on here, guys. Um, when we think about it in more scientific terms, which once again, I am not at all. But if they're going to tell me, okay, you're going to put this glass of water in an oven and it's going to freeze even at the lowest temperature, okay? Even in an oven at 100 degrees, okay? That water's going to freeze. No, there's something else here happening. Like in the mountains, they say that it was like, I don't know, 40 or 38 degrees or something like that. But there was all this snow. I don't know. I cannot prove it. I don't like snow. I don't go to the mountains. But maybe you guys know about this. Once again, I'm just presenting this. I'm not trying to say or act like I know what's happening here. Like I understand all of the weather, just natural weather and things like this. It just seems to me that maybe there's a little bit of uh, something, maybe, you know, something, some sort of... Uh, man-made, perhaps, thing going on there. It's just for us to think about, to come to our own conclusion. And, but why? That's my whole thing. Okay, that could be true, but why? There are many reasons for that also. Because when I ask certain people these questions... They come up with some answers. Some of them are compel very compelling. Some of them are like, well, I, I can't hardly believe that. But that's for us, okay? That's for our own consideration. We're all individuals. We all have our own beliefs and how we feel about these things. And that's why I just present them to you. So that's about all I've got for today, guys. I know that we went from the back 40 all the way, you know, and here and there with today's show. But um, some of these things I just wanted to share with you. I know that it's nothing that's really creepy or anything like that. But some certain things I believe that we should be aware of nevertheless. 
I'm going to try to be back on Sunday and then we are going to get into some creepy, okay? Because um, I think we're overdue. <laughs> I'm still, even though I'm still getting, okay, um, emails about that one show, that things in the sky, yeah. If you guys haven't heard that, okay, it was uh, maybe three or four shows ago. You really have to go and um, check that out. It's pretty wild. Anyways, you can always contact me, maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. I love hearing from you guys, and I thank you so much for walking with me. So until we walk and talk again, everybody have a great day. We'll be talking again soon. Ciao.